0: The opening verse of our Gospel text says Jesus telling us, fear no one. I don't like the translation at all. The Greek better translates as, so have no fear of them, which of course raises the obvious question, who are the them? Jesus was referring to the Jewish religious and political leadership, the Jewish crowds, and remember in Greek the word for crowd, oklos, also means mob as well as the Roman authorities, groups that couldn't tolerate each other. But they shared a common intolerance for any person, any message, any way of thinking that would be detrimental to their agendas. In short, they each held to their truth as the truth and formed an alliance against Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. The them in our time are those who have uncritically swallowed the poison of political correctness, who insist there are no objective moral norms because, well, each person's truth is as valid as anybody else's truth. Your truth, your truth, your truth, your truth, truth, my truth. They're all equal. They're all perfectly valid. And they must all be scrupulously accepted without the slightest hint of disagreement and that all must accept behaviors and lifestyles which were never acceptable before. Failure to conform results in being branded with various labels to destroy one's reputation or perhaps career, the new marks of Cain, if you will. They are designed to induce fear and, above all, silence any opposition. This has been taking place in our country for decades. It started in the universities, and it's been ignored for decades as, oh, it's harmless. No one pays any real attention to it. No one's, it's never going to come to anything. Well, that's exactly what Germans said about Hitler as he was beginning to raise his political platform. But now its fruit has matured. We have an intensely divided society lacking in civility with some groups even justifying anarchy and violence as means to achieve their ends. It is no wonder that in some academic circles, Americans are described as being in what is called a cold civil war. There is much that divides us. The very concept of what a republic should look like is hotly debated. Some insist, for example, the Electoral College must be abolished, citing the results of the last presidential election, while others insist the Electoral College did exactly what the framers intended it to do, prevent populous states from overwhelming presidential elections. Accusations about biased news media as mouthpieces of either the radical left or the radical right abound with nothing but vitriol and hatred on both sides. Some insist that the framers intended the Constitution to be an evolving document subject to revision, while others insist the framers understood that for the republicans to survive, survive, the Constitution must mean what it says. It thus has a built-in adaptability to meet whatever situation the nation might find itself in these things of course are to be passionately debated but with civility which is now completely lacking if you don't agree with somebody we resort to ad hominem sort of arguments don't agree with somebody you're an idiot you're a moron you're a homophobe you you're, you're you're whatever they want to call you instead of dealing with the issue we attack the person the role of religion itself has become a divisive one have the country right now can bear about half of the country can't even tolerate christianity especially if christians whatever the church do not agree with the new moralities the only antidote to the chaos generated by such intense divisiveness is the truth of jesus expressed by those willing to proclaim it and more importantly who are willing to struggle to live it. And this is precisely why Jesus said to his disciples, what I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on housetops. Now, Jesus never spoke in the darkness, nor did he whisper. He spoke openly to all, but especially to those who opposed him. Do you remember that encounter between Jesus and Pontius Pilate, as recorded in John's Gospel? Pilate could have easily handed Jesus over to the mob, screaming for his blood. Pilate, of course, eventually did. But he first listened to Jesus. Do you recall in Matthew's Gospel how one of the scribes, professional legal experts normally hostile to Jesus, listened to what Jesus said, and concluded the Lord was right, that the love of God and the love of neighbor constitutes the whole of the law and the prophets, and it's more important than all burnt offerings in the temple. Now what do those episodes tell us? Though incredibly fallen creatures, we are nonetheless designed for truth, and we can conform our lives to truth, Not even the depravity of sin can totally erase our built-in attraction to truth. Truth, after all, gives us a reason to have hope, no matter what our condition. Human history has always dealt with, and deals today, with all kinds of movements that claim to offer hope totalitarianism, nihilism, terrorism, nazism, communism, socialism, progressivism, fascism, unbridled capitalism, religious fanaticism, and anarchism to name but a few. And They all offer tantalizing promises that are within our grasp. They insist if only we have the resolve to unreservedly embrace their platforms making whatever painful sacrifices are necessary, even the silencing or purging of oppositional elements of our society, the dismantling of our institutions, and the denial and the rewriting of our culture and history. Only then, they tell us, can we usher in an era of unprecedented peace and prosperity, a golden age for all. All such groups demand unquestioned groupthink, political correctness with a new vocabulary to describe and indeed worship the new realities, and all are intolerant of the slightest dissent. Inevitably, after inflicting tremendous damage on the societies they infect, they die out, as all such movements must, because they refuse to accept a simple reality. All men and women are made in the love and image of God and are designed for truth. Not bromides or quick political fixes, but truth. Our founding fathers understood this when in the Declaration of Independence it was written, all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And ours is the only democratic republic in the world founded on this essential religious, and I repeat, religious truth. This is perhaps, I think, what constitutes genuine American exceptionalism. The truth Jesus offers us is a completely different message from the them of our time. He tells us that God's love for us, his compassion, his genuine concern for our well-being is offered to all. That he sees the potential that exists in every person. That we are most authentically human when we make the effort to see in others what God does and care. For the least among us, and that only His love can create a common bond between us, despite all our differences, enabling us to overcome those differences to serve the common good. It is this truth alone that has the capacity to reform the hardest of hearts. Which is why Jesus compelled his disciples then, and he compels us today to never hesitate to speak the truth, the source of our hope, without fear of the them, the forces in opposition to God's love. In the end, without God, hope is a mere illusion, because without God, hope is not rooted in truth.